First things first, Jeff. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm uh, I'm doing all right. Hanging in there. <laughs> it's very good to hear. Uh, before we get into your latest record, I would like to start in the beginning, kind of, with your creative ventures and when you were growing up did you have any other creative outlet than writing or music uh not really i mean i i i um i guess i drew a lot i i was a um a kid that carried around a sketch notebook and and markers and i liked i like drawing um but um music has always been the main consolation <laughs> and when you discovered music was it immediately uh as something you would like to create in a sense or was it first also uh, mostly listening and then just enjoying it um I mean, it was really music was uh, had a powerful effect on me very, very young, beyond past where I can remember. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, my mother always would tell people that it was something I would cry until she would put a record on, and and that she. And I don't know if she just embellished that after I ended up becoming a musician or something, but um, it sounds sounds right to me. It's always been a real comfort. Um, I don't know. Um, I think it has it had such a strong effect on me at such an early age that um, I was. I think I was shocked to. F- find out that I wasn't cre- the one creating it. <laughs> I, I think that um, I think that it happened before that period in your life where you sort of separate from the universe and, and have some autonomy. Um, and I don't think it would ever occurred to me that it was something that someone created. Right. Uh, um, so I think that that... Uh, that's a weird, that's a weird delusional sort of <laughs> like, um, but I think accurate um, uh, kind of psychological interpretation of how I think I looked at it. Sure. When, when then did it become more tangible in a sense for you, that creative aspect of yourself? Um, uh when I try, I think when I tried to 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 play music and tried to learn an instrument, um, it, it wasn't easy for me. It wasn't like something that I was in, had an in, initial, um, uh, like feeling that I was going to be a virtuoso <laughs> or something. It wasn't something that that just naturally um, made sense to me. What did make sense to me was um, putting a few notes together and had having an emotional effect happen somehow. And so I think that my initial my initial uh, relationship with an instrument was 
uh, based on that more than learning how to play other people's songs or right. it just seemed like a, a vehicle for or an extension of this idea that um, I could make these little these little emotional moments happen for myself and in that time do you didn't think about kind of uh, kind of like you say making that connection for yourself making yourself feel something or did you always have a have something like this this is something that that needs to be shared in a way uh well i think that as i got older and as um you know the teen years and the angst and the in the um uh sort of the alienation i was feeling at that time made it uh, I don't know. I sensed a deep power in in this idea that you could express yourself with music, mm -hmm. and then punk rock came along, and and this by extension, this sort of daydream or this projection of myself as being on uh, someone that could wield this power almost as revenge for <laughs> for uh, the. Um, I don't know people that were like immune to it to beauty or something mm -hmm. uh, it's like there's a deep frustration and that seemed like to be like an extreme uh reaction to it and uh in a way to uh, i don't know just grab people by the shoulders and shake them and say you know pay attention or something i was like really right. emotional and um, so I sensed that that power was there. I think it was a long time before I really um, felt like I had any ability to actually do that. And so I think I still don't really. I still, <laughs> I still don't think I can. I, I, um, I don't think I have the romanticism of the Clash, which would have been one of the bands at the time that I would have astral projected myself into the idea that I could be in, in that 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 space well what i found interesting then is because um when you when you, they say kind of to learn a craft or something that, that there's this cliche a cliche that you need to put in ten thousand hours and then you'll be good at something so for you you mentioned kind of you don't feel that way even now but was there a moment as you were kind of developing that craft where you felt you were proficient enough to share it Oh, I think that I, uh, yeah, I think I got off on the wrong track on that last answer because um, I do feel uh, like I'm proficient at that side of it. Okay. I do feel like there's, um, uh, um, there's, there's not an obligation to share, but I think that, that I feel better um, not just doing it for myself. I feel better sharing. But I think that what I don't feel like I was ever able to achieve is more the idea that it was going to be some sort of revenge or was sure. actually have that kind of, um, uh, that, uh, that I could, that I could inflict that, that reaction on somebody else. Right, you know? right. Um, I've over a long period of time, I've come to the understanding that I don't have much control over what the world makes of what I make. Mm. Um, but I, but I do feel good about sharing it. Is that a difficult um, 
process then to to kind of let those uh, very personal creative things go into the world and then kind of I, I suppose initially you want people to hear in it what you hear in it but when people have different interpretations is that is that weird to get used to um i don't mind the different interpretations uh that much i really don't i am um i'm pretty open to to that what the part that i i'm so naive and i still get i still get surprised by it every time i put an album out or put something into the world is um uh indifference or or this like this um refusal to accept it in the spirit that it was it was created <laughs> you know like um some people react like you're trying to do something wrong or something right, <laughs> they change right, right. or becoming a different person or a different songwriter or, or expressing yourself in a different way i don't know over time i just um but I understand also people don't always have the same amount of time to put into a new record. They don't always have the same amount of, I mean, I get all of that, but, but my naive, even I think I'm still having this main, I maintain this very young version of myself somewhere inside of me that just really wants people to, uh, I just want there to be a connection. I just really want people to love it. And I want them to know that I'm, I'm, I'm honestly trying to share something and, and, and that it surprises me every time when it's not taken that way. Right. And one thing I wonder about somebody like you is very pro prolific in writing and, and you've, you've written so many songs over the years. Um, did that kind of, did it become easier as you went along or is it like you say in the book, you're still trying to write that one song? Um, I, I, uh, I, I mean, the part of me that, that can make stuff up and, and get lost in that process is, is the same as, as it's always been. Okay. It's easy. That, that part is easy. Um, the part that, the only part that's ever hard is whether I accept what I've made or I, you know, how I like, how much I like what I've made, mm. <laughs> you know? Um, you just kind of have to make peace with, um, you very rarely write the song you set out to write. You very rarely, I don't know if you ever just think, I want to write a song about this. And then it turns out as like fully realized as you could possibly imagine it. It's never good. That's never going to be as good of a song anyway. Um, sure. in my opinion, um, the thing that you discover that you didn't know and you're maybe even slightly embarrassed by um coming out of you um is way more interesting to me than the fully realized crafted piece of of song craft that that your ego is 100 percent on board with right <laughs> that, sure that that always ends up being way less uh over time, those songs just don't hold up.
Right. Well, this reminds me of something. Uh, I was talking to another artist, uh, a guy from a band called Palace Winter the other day, and um, he told me you were one of his uh, kind of songwriting inspirations. And he kind of, I, I told him, if you, if you have a question, I'll ask it. And it was a good one. Um, so, so he asked, did you ever struggle with doubt then in terms of your creativity? And, and if so, how did you kind of deal with that? Um, <clears throat> well, I think everybody struggles with doubts and, and every aspect of everybody's life, you potentially go through periods where you, uh, doubt your relationships, you doubt your, your job, you doubt your, um, uh, your self-worth, you know, like that's, I think that that's just a part of life that's not unique to any kind of songwriting endeavor. Sure. Um, for me, uh, songwriting, oddly enough, has been one of the conflict-free places that I can go in my life to hide from those doubts, <laughs> in a way. Um, uh, not necessarily because I don't have any doubts about my songwriting, but because, um, at the very least, I disappear when I'm... Um, in that process right. um, and I know that if I'm experiencing doubts about it it's because I'm not actually engaged in the process in other words I don't doubt it when I'm making something but if I'm walking around thinking about whether my record is as good as as it could be or whether it's as good as someone else's record or you know uh, that's just because I'm not doing the thing that it that is required to make it. That that kind of alludes to another element, which kind of uh, comes with the with the package. If you become a professional musician, is kind of that that shift from where uh, your music is your livelihood in a way. Did that when that happened? Did that affect uh, you? You mentioned you kind of uh, have this young younger self, uh, younger version of yourself still in there. But did, did kind of the fact that it became your livelihood did that affect your songwriting in any sense? Um, I I mean everything affects everything in some way. So I can't I can't dismiss that idea. Um, but consciously, I don't feel like that. I don't. Um, uh, one of the things I feel very fortunate about in my life and, and having made music for such a long time is that very early on, um, I was pretty happy. Uh, and that was way before um, I was making enough money to take care of a family or you know have material things or anything like that i was pretty satisfied with the idea that i get to do this and almost every um every step of the way for me personally it's been more i've been more geared towards trying to figure out what this um what next move I can make to, to get to do this more, <laughs> not necessarily to make the most money. Uh, and, uh, so those motivations have stayed, I think, um, 
I don't know. The simplest way to answer it is I think I've been man- I've managed successfully to keep the art ahead of of the commerce in my mind at least where I feel the most uh satisfied with that type of success. I successfully wrote right. the song today. Not I got paid for it. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, it doesn't I suppose get much better than that if, if that's kind of uh, your save haven. Um mm-hmm. when well, let's in, in moving towards a new album then, because there's a line on the record there, which which kind of I know it's about something else, but it kind of refers to songwriting, uh, which is they say no work of art is ever done. How do you feel about that when when you think about songwriting? Well, it's sort of similar to what I was saying about how um, the the fully realized idea of a song that you think you're going to make is never as um, ends up never being as good as what actually happens. What, um, and that's an extension of that idea because because you don't feel sort of so much in control of what comes out of you sometimes, I think it's hard to accept it. And there's this belief that, or mistaken notion that if you keep working on it, you'll get to that sure. other thing. You'll get to that best version that you envisioned um, um, and I think that that's, that's kind of where your mind toggles back and forth between those two ideas of just accepting what you got and, and wishing that you could make it more somehow. Um, but you end up having to get good at letting it go. You know, right. that's that's really one of the, the keys of making art is like just being able to, 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 to determine a good place to say goodbye. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, this is kind of an unfair question then, but do you, do you think you've gotten close to that uh, with certain songs to that ideal uh, version that you had in your mind? Uh, well, I think it's tricky to talk about because I think that you your ego takes claim, you know, claims enough, things, yes. <laughs> you know, like, oh yeah, well, that's exactly what I intended to do. And you, um, it gets really tricky to talk about and distinguish between yourself. But if I'm being, I think if I'm being completely honest, um, uh, no, I think I've just, I've gotten good at identifying things that have come out of me that I think are better than me. <laughs> better than than what I could have dreamed of making, and and then I'm really, I'm I, then I'm really moved by it in a way that I feel like I'm almost a, a third party listener, or I mean a you know a, an objective person listening to it. If we take this uh, new album, uh, then uh, Love Is the King. When do you kind of in that whole writing process feel like now is the time? that is starting to take shape as an album? Or is there ever a point like that? Um, uh, well, this this one had, um, yeah, I think early on, I think actually maybe about halfway through almost any group of songs that I'm working on, an album form starts to take shape because you, inevitably start listening to songs next to each other, you know, 
um, are one after another and they start making connections and they start um, uh, telling you where they want to be in a sequence or uh, what other songs sound good next to them. And um, it's sort of guided a little bit more than the pure act of songwriting um, because uh, I think that those those choices are more based on your your actual listening tastes, you know, sure. and what kind of records you like. And um, uh, for me, I try and I'm, I generally try and make a record that I haven't made before. Try and make a record that I don't think I have anything exactly like it from somebody else, you know. Well, that's interesting that you mentioned kind of the the. The tastes and, and for instance, on this record, I believe you wanted to uh, to kind of have this uh, country music base or, or foundation uh, in, in the songs and the country music has always been kind of close to your heart. Did, you mentioned also uh, punk music earlier on. So was, was uh, country music in your life at that point or is that something you've discovered around, uh, along the way? Uh, folk music uh and simple i i think of the i think of punk rock and country music and folk music as um you know sort of working class simple uh almost the same type of folk art expression um uh, accessible uh populist in a way um uh an accessible beauty um and minimal and I, I, I think I did, I did really kind of discover those two types of music around the same time and made a connection to them around the same time in my life. Um, Hank Williams and Woody Guthrie and people like that, in a way, seemed almost uh, more direct and more, more violent <laughs> than punk rock. Not violent in the sense of violence, but they like just in the like the just the how their lyrics would hit you like a punch in the face, you know, the like heartache the heartache of it. I mean, the, the, the name that now springs to mind is, uh, Towns Van Zandt who had that, I always call it a gut punch. Certain songs of his, did they just give you a gut punch in a way? Right. And then, I mean, yeah, there's not as much anger, but there's, but there's an intensity of emotion that feels like anger almost, you know, like a, that we usually ascribe to an emotion like anger, but it's because we don't, tend to allow ourselves to feel other emotions with that sort of uh, intensity. But um, I, I don't know. I, I, now I think of almost, uh, I think of soul music. I mean, I, I've made the connection with lots and lots of different types of genres. Um, and I look at it more like uh, it's people figuring out a way to liberate themselves and be themselves on purpose mm -hmm. and allow themselves to um, uh, to sort of be proud about their flaws and who they are and be okay with themselves. And um, punk rock was liberating that way. Folk music is liberating in that way. It's empowering. Soul music, definitely. Um, blues. Uh, reggae, ska, you know, it's all, it all has some of that element to me. 
this this might sound like a weird question then but but how in that sense how important has music been in your life and then obviously it's it's kind of been there the whole way through but how important in in kind of those terms that you now mentioned in terms of uh yeah how important was that um or it still is obviously i mean as important as anything that that you can't imagine it's it's absence mm -hmm. you know i don't uh i think it's shaped me and it's shaped my life and my family's life and um pretty much everything around me to such a degree that um it's i think it's impossible to to uh picture what it would be like without it having turned out that way well yeah that's, that makes sense now then in the in the time that we live uh where uh yeah music is kind of forced to find new ventures or new ways to to uh, get out there um is is that one of those because because i think you ff um adapted to it quite well in terms of how you use social media and and the kind of the, the things you do with your sons how has that transition been for you over the last let's say nine months <laughs> um uh i think it's it's been really it's um it's been really meaningful and 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 uh it's been touching to um i've we really stumbled into a way to maintain a connection with with um some of the you know the people that that pay attention to wilco and pay attention to myself um in a way that i i think it's almost kind of enhanced that relationship and and made it a little bit more uh intimate and strong in a in an odd way um but it wasn't uh through some idea that we were going to exploit social media sure. <laughs> you sure. know? um i think it's you know luckily i think it came about the same way everything else that's happened for me in my life has i think it was i think it was based on a sincere impulse to 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 stay connected to stay um i don't know that if i needed something if I need something, if I feel a certain way and I'm not that special, then I assume that other people need it and other people might care about it. And um, and I'm in a position where I was able to just find enough people to keep. It was actually on my white. My, if you're talking about the Tweety show and the things sure. we've been doing from our house, um, we thought that if we did it on my wife's Instagram, it would kind of keep it to the the just the most hardcore of the hardcore fans that might be the loneliest of um, of the of the people paying attention because they had tickets to shows and and we had become sort of a part of their lives in a in a more uh, time consuming way. So. You know, we just wanted to make sure that they knew we were still alive, <laughs> and, <laughs> that we we're all going through the same thing. And, and then it, and eventually we, I don't know, we've done like 150 shows and right. and, and it's, but, but, it's you know, so many great things have happened because of it. We've learned a lot of songs and. 
But it must be amazing for I, I, I don't know what your regular schedule is, but I assume it involves a lot of touring and a lot, a lot of work. Um, so, so it must be nice that you could get to spend uh, time with your family and, and make, make music together. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I've always toured a lot and my family's always been well adapted to okay. being gone. Um, and and them coming out to visit me and spending time on the road but we've also planned our tours around having having family uh time and um i've never i've never really done super long tours like a lot of bands we've always managed to just do two or three weeks and then a couple weeks at home right. even though we tour a lot we're home a lot um right um so yeah, it's it's definitely the longest I've been home for any stretch in my adult life, probably since I was about 18 years old. So. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm I'm sure like the rest of us, you're you're uh, ready to to get out again as well. Um, there's one last song that I wanted to talk about, which is uh, a Robin or a Wren. Um, where did that story originate first, or that song idea? Um. Well, like a last, I mean, a lot of songs, it just starts with the first line. I mean, it just, I, at the, at the last, last call, I was trying to think of song titles and, 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 and country lyrics, you know, country lyrics always have that little twist. Um, uh, at least a lot of the song lyrics that I like, you know, like you could almost encapsulate the whole song in one line and or one bumper sticker or something. And so I came up with this idea that I was going to sing a song about the last, last call. Uh, you know, uh, just trying to contemplate what... Um, the, well, actually, because... When all the bars were shut down, there was a last, last call. That was probably the first time I ever was in, encountered the idea, you know. So, um, and everything really just kind of grew out of of um, reflecting on that that finality. And then it took a turn so at some point and, and became a little bit sweeter and a little bit more hopeful and about some sort of re reincarnation or re redemption, you know. Right. And it's, uh, for me, what, that's kind of what I found interesting in it is that it kind of um, it instills this uh, immortality in memory in a way that, that, that through memory things can remain uh, or, or can still remain alive or... or so in terms of, uh, probably not, but is this something you t think about in terms of uh, your legacy or, or kind of the, the music you leave behind? Um, yeah, I don't, I think about it in terms of my mortality. I don't sure. know if I think about it in terms of legacy or artistic legacy. I think of but think of it in like how am I remembering the people that have died in my life um, and uh, they you know like my mom and dad they didn't leave songs behind but they left moments behind that I have very vivid memories of and I can hear their voice and I'm in a different situation in my life and 
are experiencing something and I can hear what they would have said. I can, you know, I, I have enough of them in me to be able to have, you know, kind of recreate what they would have, how they would have reacted to an environment. And, um, you know, songs are just a way to enhance that kind of memory. I think, uh, um, not, but I think, in an end, it might extend outside of your fan. I mean, outside of your family. Sure. Um, um, so that's cool. You know, maybe that's why they were invented to sort of not. You, it's hard to write down how people are, how people feel, what it feels like to be with a person, and um, combining words with melodies. I think might have been a. Uh, an innovation that allowed people to kind of uh, pass that sense of another person oh, in, into the future a little bit in a little bit deeper way than just the words by themselves, maybe. I don't know. And I, I hear this, this every once in a while from artists where they uh, mention that they, they find it easier to say certain things through song than, than, in, than kind of in normal conversation. Is that true for yourself as well? Oh, well, I'm a, I'm a lot less long-winded in song. <laughs> okay. I, I, I tend to really talk a little bit more than I, I feel like I need to sometimes. And in songs, I'm, I'm much more uh, geared towards making it s simple. Final question then. Um, I, I have to kind of pry a little bit. Uh, I read somewhere that you were working on uh, new Wilco uh, material. Is there anything you can share about kind of how that is going and, and kind of where it's heading? Uh, yeah, it's it's been, it, uh, you know, we started on a record in January of last year and then we went on tour and then the tour got canceled. And obviously we like everybody else in, a, in the United States. We've been separated pretty much since then. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but in the last few months, we've uh, been doing a lot of uh, remote uh, kind of conversing and sharing. Uh, I've been sharing songs with everybody and we've been preparing for uh, a period maybe in the near future when we're able to get back together in the studio. So there's a lot of material and a lot of ideas and it's the energy for it is is really as you can imagine that that uh is really an exciting prospect to all of us to get to be in a room and play music with other people you know yeah, i've been that, able, I've been lucky i get to do it with my kids but you know uh, we're really looking forward to it no that, that's that's what i hear a lot where i mean music does seem to be and kind of gathering and enjoying music does seem to be some some sort of human necessity in a way so so i think everybody's just waiting uh to get out there again and then enjoy that um we jeff that I want to, oh, yeah we need we need that commu that communal element in our lives for sure right well jeff thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me um I wish you all the best in the future then. I hope uh, everything goes well with, with hopefully the vaccine will work. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Same but, to you. Uh, and 
hopefully we get to enjoy uh, live music again because yeah I, I miss it immensely as well <laughs> yeah well thanks for having me on and it was great talking to you appreciate it all right thank your friend for the question yeah i will all right thank you have a good one <laughs>